Stirring the Pot with Drip Kitchen. I had a friend recently go to get her car for an inspection at a, I don't know if I'm allowed to say their name, I don't think so, but um, at a franchise, right? Yeah. At a bigger, you know, place. And she went in and they quoted her like, what, $1,100 worth of work. And I think she's getting maybe two of those things done. She only needed to have two of those things done. Yeah. And I had went to the same place previously with another car that I had and they wrote me up like this astronomical amount or whatever for the bill and like upsell upsell oh yeah yeah very very slot so that's not really a thing because when i used to work for a dealership um as a technician like we pretty much just when cars would come in for like oil changes you just have to like find a bunch of things that you could possibly sell them and like the thing that always made me feel bad is like let's say an air filter or cabin filter mm -hmm. it would cost someone like $60, $80, something like that. And it's like a $5 part that you can do yourself in like a few minutes. Or two. And this is a crazy thing, but someone had gotten fired from that job because a customer came in and they had had like a dash cam like inside their car. <laughs> and the guy was pretty much talking shit about the customer inside the guy's car. Yeah, he like he picked up like a book or something and was like, "Oh, this guy's a faggot." And the guy came in with the footage. I would have just came in with the book and be like, "I'm not a faggot." <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the guy got fired for it. Damn, that's wild because I, you wouldn't think that there would be something in a car, like maybe when you go into someone's house, but not in a car that's gonna like record what you say. I don't no. even know if that's legal. I mean, it's technically your property. I mean, but don't you have to? I don't know. Don't you have to you say what you're doing? I don't know. It's hard to say. What are those undercover shows or something? Yeah, like, because I mean, technically, you're allowed to have a camera filming. I mean, you're supposed to assume that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, correct? I mean, do, don't you have that right to know that you're spending money on something that's actually happening, like a transmission flash, even though they sell badly? poor bastards on that all the time and then they don't even do and then it they don't do it yeah because realistically i don't get i own many cars and none of them have gone because i haven't had a transmission flush like i've never gotten one i don't someone's gonna fucking be like wow you need one <laughs> right and i'm gonna be like i've never got one i've owned a lot of cars and that's probably why but like <laughs> never i never had like transmission issues so I don't know. I just think that that I think that's a hoax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's like a lot of things, like little things like that, that either dealerships or like this wasn't even a dealership in your friend's case. It's just like a no, a well-known store that also yeah, services it's almost you. just like one of those stores that you just go to to buy stuff and just don't get work done there. Like, <laughs> yep, nope, definitely maybe some agree. tires mounted, but that's it. Oh, I. We say Dep Doys. I was, <laughs> yeah. was going to say maybe like the boys aren't putting the pep in their step or something. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we could get away with that. Like, I said Dep Doys. <laughs> That's for your own You implied. I'd be like, no, I made up a name. That was the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> they had a list of like breaks all the way around uh, her muffler, which didn't have to be fixed. But I don't know, a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> She's like looking at the quote. She goes, 
Muffler. Right. <laughs> That's about the stuff. only thing they got right. She yeah. called me. I was like, cancel it. I'm like, tell them. I'm like, you're not going to do it. Don't do it there. I'm so cheap. I don't, like I said, I don't think I've ever. Can I also reiter- reiterate before someone calls me an idiot? I do believe you need a transmission flush if you're suspect of having metal in there. I don't think it's like a stupid idea to do that. I'm just, just saying, like, I don't think it's... anyone needs an annual transmission flush. Like Maybe not annual. I think it's supposed to be like, at a certain interval, but like, I don't know, man. I was supposed to change my spark plugs like probably about forty thousand miles ago. And <laughs> I mean, I was always taught you don't fix it till it's broke. If you get a Corolla, you can avoid maintenance forever. It's true. It is true. You don't Pretty ever have anything. to. Do, I I never really did. I just kept filling it with oil, and it would just burn it, and then I'd just fill it again. It was actually more convenient than oil changes. I haven't had to do much. I mean, I crashed it. So I had to do some stuff. Yeah, but that <laughs> but, was you hurting your Corolla, right. not your Corolla hurting you. Right. Yeah. This yeah. podcast is sponsored by Beep yeah. Corolla. Beep, yeah. <laughs> Beep Corolla. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can't say half the name. Oh, oh my god. Yep. Yeah. Death toys. So the first time I ever took Manny out drifting was also one of the first times he ever got high. Oh, that's hilarious. So we had smoked. We probably smoked out of like the bong or something. I don't even know. It's a good first time tool. And he was like, he had the munchies wicked bad. So he ate a whole bag of like these Frito-Lays like, I don't know, salt and pepper chips kind of thing, right? And I'm like, you know what? It's raining out. We should go drifting. And it was like before I started doing drift events. So I was really, really bad. I'd like spin out in the back with whip. And dude, I just, he, thank God I didn't have the cage in the time because he opened up the door and just like, oh man. He puked so many times out of the side of my car. It was like, Yo, you still going? <laughs> I could see Manny trying to be like really polite too and like Dude, we- start to feel sick but not want to stop you because he sees like you're having so much fun <laughs> and just like kind of just wait until the last minute until he really couldn't hold it. Dude. It was like after we had gone drifting, it was like on pretty much on the like ride back home and I was like, damn, that kid ate a lot of chips. <laughs> 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 it was when we first started dating too. Yeah, you didn't really allow that. <laughs> Yeah, I would be like sitting there, be like, I wouldn't load up if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? We should have random people who listen to the podcast. Just if like you have Reese's number, you should text them like, "Hey, dude, are you and Taylor okay? I heard the podcast." <laughs> oh just God, so, God. just so that Reese listens to the podcast. No, because he wouldn't come to you first. He'd go, the he would book? immediately call me. No, he'd go, "The book?" And he'd go listen to the podcast first. No, because he, he wanted to know what first. he's mad about. He doesn't know what he's mad about. Yet. No, he'd want to call me first. He'd ask so me. Please, if Yo, you have Reese's number, just say, "I don't know." Hey, man. I heard on the podcast. I hope you and Taylor are okay. You'll work it out, man. Something like that. It'll be super funny for really just uh, anybody but Taylor. Does TJ still listen? He'll probably do that. Yeah, he probably will. And I think it's funny because I know I'm going to hear about it later and it's just going to make me laugh. I don't know. Oh, God. I think he'd call me first. Yeah, I can't we'll give see. I can't give out his number, so it's only if you already have it. He never calls. Maybe her. I'll maybe I'll play it out and be like, Oh my god, no, she put that? <laughs> she didn't edit that out. She said she was gonna cut it out. Hold on, I, I gotta we call Cam and don't say anything. Hang up on him. Just, I gotta call Cam. And just hang up. Put 
And then Poor just guy. like let him listen to the podcast. Just let him keep calling. He has to listen he to every to episode listen. to find out what's going on. You know he's going to listen to it and be like, fuck them. <laughs> Hello. Hey. Is it really loud background noise? Can you hear us okay? No, there's no background noise. It was okay. just my computer was turned up really loud. I was like, whoa. Well, I was going to say, Alexis. <laughs> Alexis and I were talking about, we don't want to mispronounce it. Um, is it Aki Barra Garage? Oh, boy. <laughs> It's Akebara Garage. Um, the I is actually silent when you put it together. Uh, it means red roses in Japanese, so like Aka is red and Ibarra is a rose. But when you pronounce like a color of a rose, it's just Akabara. Um, it's kind of funny, somebody mentioned to me the other day it sounded like a, a terrorist attack. <laughs> I was like, no! <laughs> Um, but yeah, the name is really hard to pronounce. Looking back on it, I kind of wish I would have had a different name for it, but I just really like the whole concept of a garage of red roses because all of my pictures are very floral-inspired and also my, like, product designs. And now I'm just like, oh, nobody can pronounce this. They're just like, uh. <laughs> so I regret that a little bit. I feel like you've still managed to be pretty successful despite not being able to pronounce the name. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people call it Akihabara, like the town in Japan, or the city, I guess. And I was like, oh, that actually makes a lot of sense. But that's not, not it. <laughs> so, yeah, I figured we'd talk a little bit about um, your shop and um, your cars, obviously, because, I mean, you have some pretty sweet cars. Okay. How many cars do you have? Uh, right now I have four. Four? Okay. I don't know why I thought it was, like, a cycle. And do you, like, take them all to shows, or is it just pretty much the pink, uh, Sylvia? Um, right now it's just the pink one, because, like, I took a lot of parts off of my blue one to kind of get this one running, like, my fuel pump and the wheels and the seats, and, uh, I think there's something else I don't remember, but... It was basically like donating parts off of one of my cars to get the pink car running because I wanted the ticket to shows. It came out really cool though. I like the um, heart gussets on the cage. Thank you. It's kind of weird going to shows, but I think like my main motivation for them is to promote my brand more because then people come to my page and then they see my brand. And uh, I want to do like booths at these, but I haven't gotten a tent yet. And I don't want to have like the poverty Walmart white tent <laughs> while everybody else has. <laughs> oh my god, I don't mean to laugh, but we have the poverty <laughs> Walmart white tent. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking, I'm like, I think we have that one. <laughs> They're like, yeah, so we got a whole stock of them. We were talking about upgrading though. <laughs> It's totally okay if you're, like, at a drift event, but if you're at, like, a, a car show and everybody has, like, these name brand tents with their logos all over it and the flags, and then you just see me, like, in the corner of my white poverty Walmart tent selling merch, you're like, oh. <laughs> See, that's what we don't want for FD. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm gonna upgrade in quick. <laughs> The competition is real, like, at these events. I see how much money people put into, like, their booth setups, and I'm like, oh, my God. So, yeah, we're going to step up our game. 
<laughs> you guys are, like, pretty good, though. I mean, you guys do have the white tent, but you guys do got a sweet banner. We do. And we have a cool mannequin. We got two mannequins, actually. Wait, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. But my dad, he thought... Uh, he's, like, a hoarder of, like, random stuff, and he somehow had a bunch of mannequins that he pawned off to us. What a cool thing for your dad to give you. He also gave us a glass head that we use for, like, our hats. <laughs> this is, like, an episode of Pawn Stars when they bring in weird stuff. And they're like, yeah, I have these mannequins and a glass head. I'm expecting about 14k for it. <laughs> <laughs> you all, like, really spread out, too. Like, I know... Um, we got New Jersey, Maine, and where else? I don't know. Taylor moves around a lot, or maybe not. Uh, where I live, I live in New Hampshire. Oh, oh God! They're all just like really spread out too. Jeez. Taylor and I aren't too far apart. We're like forty-five minutes from each other. Well, that's not bad at all. No. But then again, I guess the states are like really small. You can blink and be through them. Yeah. Oh, it's the second time I've heard that. Like recently, someone just said that to me. It's a very stable comment. Yeah, like no, it's just weird. It's so funny. Someone just said, like, "Oh, was it just yesterday?" Someone I said, think it was yesterday." It was. Yeah, someone had just said yesterday to us um, how weird it was, how like small the like East Coast states were, and I was like. Yeah, I always did think about that, because it's never, like, a big accomplishment where we're like, ooh, I just drove all the way from New Hampshire to New Jersey, and it's like, all right. <laughs> it's I know, just, like, it feels good to be like, wow, look at how many states I'm passing. <laughs> you have cats, right? I have three cats. Did you know they put security cameras now? Like, they have these cat bowls that you can, like, time when you give them their food but they also have like a camera but a, a speaker too so you can talk to your cats that's next level i like that yeah yeah you can like always check on your cat from no matter where you are that's beautiful i'm just doing that with charlie oh i'm definitely gonna be doing that with charlie sometime during all of this recording i know they're gonna start screaming at my door like why would you let us in <laughs> That's okay. Didn't you bring those cats back from Japan, too? I did. It was very expensive. Oh, my God. Worth it. I don't yeah. know if it was, but I'm just going to say it was. It was about $3,000, so 1000 per cat. Whoa. Oh yeah. A lot of people rehome their pets when they leave Japan, like military families. Um, and that's not always super possible for them to do so a lot of them end up taking them to shelters or just like releasing them and it's really sad because you see like the stupid stuff people waste money on and they can't even take their pets with them Aww. but the main reason it's so expensive is well you can't have a cat leave the country unless it's already fixed unless it's too young to be fixed so two of mine were an exception for that because they were kind of babies but they have to be microchipped and then they have to have all their shots within a duration of time. So I think, like, within six months of me leaving, I had to make sure they got all their, like, feline HIV tests and rabies and all of that. And then, of course, shipping it themselves. So 
it's kind of a weird myth. Everybody thinks that the military will ship your pets for you, but it's kind of an expense that isn't military related. So like they'll ship your family, like your kids, but not pets, but they'll also ship your car. But pets are out of pocket. So uh, I remember That's a weird jump. <laughs> yeah. I it, feel it, like pets are in the middle at least. <laughs> Right? I, I'm like, can I at least, like, have one covered by the military? Like, this is my emotional support, but... <laughs> like, stretch it or something, but... I hate a hell of a lot smaller than a family or a car. Right, and, like, most airports, even, like, military airports, will, like, allow you to carry a pet, like, under your seat, you know? And then, of course, they normally put them, like, underneath the airplane in the cargo area. Which is sad, because it gets really, really cold under there, and, I mean, you gotta think, this was, I, whew, I don't remember how long, I wanna say it was like a 20-hour flight between everything, maybe I'm off, because this was a while ago, but they were very traumatized when we finally got home. They just kind of, like, existed. We seem pretty adjusted now, from what I see in your stories. Very, but I just felt really bad, because... They were shook. I actually was able to put two of them in one crate, the two uh, twins. Um, they, they were like, we can't fit three pets. We can only fit two for you. And I was like, no! <laughs> so one of my friends there ended up holding um, two of them for me, I think. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Two of my cats... Uh, my oldest and one of the twins went in one crate because they would only let me take one crate on the military flight. That's right. So then my friend Steven was like babysitting one of my cats for a month and then I just paid him to fly the USA with the cat. He like registered her as an emotional support animal. And uh, there's a company, I think it was SPCA. I might be off. There's a couple of acronyms in my brain because I'm in the military. But they ended up giving me like a couple hundred dollars to help with it because they support military families moving and stuff, so that was really cool. We ended up getting reimbursed on that. Oh. How long did you live in Japan for? So I was there for four years. It was September 2013 to 2017, September. I was going to say, like, was that just by, like, luck that you got stationed there, or was it, like, any choice in the matter? So, it was honestly super lucky, but there's also a little bit of method to it. Whenever I was in tech school, after I graduated basic training, they sent, like, most of my class went stateside, but I failed a block because it's kind of weird. Like, when I grew up, I didn't really have internet because we were really far out in the country, and then, like, my dad would never let me have internet because he thinks it's, like, the devil. Not really, but, like, imagine you have a daughter. Do you really want her, like, messing around on Facebook and stuff? Just, like, a parenting thing. So, like, I wasn't allowed to have the Wi-Fi password or anything. So, me going to tech school, this was, like, my first taste of freedom. And I would literally just play on the internet all night. And then I would, like, be sleepy in class. Um, so, that kind of bit me in the ass. And I failed a block in my tech school. So, they flushed me back a week into another classroom. And everybody in that class was going overseas. So I ended up going to Portugal as my first base. And from there, that was like a one-year tour. 
But whenever you do a one-year tour, they usually give you a basic preference. So, like, if you go to Korea for a year or Portugal, I think there's another one. But those are the two main ones you can go to. So, basically, you suffer for a year and a, a short tour, and you can make a dream sheet, and they'll give you, like, one of your choices. So, Okinawa was on my list. I think it was, like, my fourth choice because I really wanted to go to Yokota or Misawa, which was in Tokyo and then, like, the top of Japan. But I ended up with Okinawa, which honestly could not have been better because I like it way better than mainland Japan. But uh, I guess because I got lucky enough for that short tour, that's why I ended up getting to go to Japan. Because if I would have went anywhere else, I probably never would have gotten the opportunity to go overseas. No, I think that's actually like a pretty sweet deal. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I couldn't do military just because, like, I I just couldn't. I know I'm, I am not strong enough for that. Kim <laughs> has zero self discipline. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't get up like too too early. Like, and I don't think they want to hear that. What? Like, See, these are like, be, like <laughs> what? These are, these are like uh. Uh, misconceptions of people in the military like they don't wake you up early no so when I joined I really didn't know anything at all about the military I just knew that I hated my family and I wanted to leave like ASAP so yeah. I loved like my ticket to freedom and uh, I was like this could really suck or not I'm gonna join on a four-year contract instead of a six-year and if I hate it I can get out sooner obviously if I love it then I'll extend but you don't have to wake up early. Um, like, when you're in basic training, yes. So, like, I feel like basic training was a huge scam because everything we learned there, we don't use in real life. My job is no different than yours. I just kind of wear a uniform. And so, uh, let me think. Waking up early, but we really don't. Like, I typically start my day between 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning. And uh, the fitness aspect, we only have a PT test like once a year, and it's only a mile and a half run, and then um, like 40 sit-ups and a couple of push-ups, and you're good to go for the year. <laughs> so, oh, Kim, you could do that. Yeah, um, it's super easy. <laughs> I could do the running part, but like once she said like sit-ups and push-ups, I was like, oh, I'm out. Yeah. I would have spend the entire year practicing for that one day <laughs> I, would like to, I would like to think I could do the running part but I'm not sure about that anymore <laughs> I like heard 40 sit ups and I was like ow <laughs> one minute <laughs> so you're like ah I know like oh my god it was like I my back I think I could do it I would just puke after that's fine that's fine <laughs> for the women you have with them. I, you I know we're gonna it's actually check. minutes. It's something really weird. So, like, a lot of people joke that you could walk it within 20 minutes. I think it's like 19 minutes. Um, but for the men, I know it's a lot less. I think their limit is like 9 minutes. But if you can run anything less than a 10 minute, 23 second, then you get like 100. But I think average yeah. you run in between 12 and 14 minutes. That's kind of like jogging it. No, I feel like I feel like I could definitely do that. That's not that bad. I think. Now I gotta go out. Now I gotta go out and test myself. See if I can run a mile and a half still. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you get under nineteen minutes, you'll pass. 
We, no, we gotta like mimic the conditions. Are you guys just like running track? Are these in the woods? What are we doing here? That sounds really badass. I wish the Air Force was that cool. But we yeah, just have oval track. Oh, okay. Taylor, we can just use an oval track. Yeah. I think Taylor, definitely. <laughs> Taylor, you're faster than me. I know you are. I can just tell by looking at you. So, uh, when I moved to Japan, I was like. 19 years old or I just turned 19 something like that and like I said I, I couldn't have a license when I was in UFC growing up because my dad was really strict about just me existing because I'm a girl dads are really hyper protective about women for some reason makes sense but uh, so I bought the S15 that was my first car there and then I had a couple cars in between my original goal was actually to bring the S15 back to USA as like a, a show car or something because they're illegal. I hope I'm not cutting out. Everything just muted. No, you sound great, actually. It's like really clear. Oh. Oh, okay. I didn't hear the car noise anymore. It's like, no. <laughs> so, anyway, my S15 ended up getting T boned, and that's when I ended up buying a red S13 coupe. And uh, I kind of pulled everything that I could off of that S15 and put it onto the 13. I originally hated S13s because I would just see them driving around. So, like, S15 was my dream car. And I was like, these are sleek, they're hot and sporty. But then, like, the S13 Sylvia just had, like, this flat face. And it, it just looked like a pig or something. And I was like, these are disgusting. I hate these. But at that time, I was like, well, if I really want to keep a Sylvia and if I leave Japan, I need something that's old enough, like 25-year-old, to bring back to me wherever I go. So I took all my S15 parts off that I could, and I, like, I put the dash in there, the subframe, my suspension. I feel like I took that motor out and put it in the car. I, that was a long time ago, I can't really remember. Because it was like back in 2014. But, yeah, I think I definitely, because when I bought the S13, it was a CA18DE automatic and it had a brown interior. It was like everything possible that you could get like in the worst way. There's everything that I hate. <laughs> like nobody wanted this car on the island. And I was like, I'll just buy this and put everything on it. Um, so I took everything, like the drivetrain out of the S15. And I put it into the S13 manual, swapped it obviously. And um, put the dash and everything in that. And my, my seats, anything that I couldn't use on the S15. I'm pretty sure I sold it with the car to the junkyard. They gave me like $1. <laughs> you have like this really like cool style though. I like it. Like even though both your Sylvia's right now are like they're different but they still have like this really I don't know like cohesive look together. It's like that steely blue gray and then um, the pink. Like they're they're like you're good with it when it comes think, to like dressing them up. I think you pay a lot of attention to like the little details, which I think is what makes like a huge difference. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So I I think like something I really like about cars that made me enjoy cars was the artistic aspect because above everything I'm um, very artistic and I love to draw and. Growing up, like, alone on a farm, I spent most of my time drawing anime. Like, my cousins were in love with Sailor Moon in Japan, and I think that really inspired me, like, my whole childhood to become, like, an anime artist. 
and just like be really artistic because they're phenomenal like they're still better than me to this day and uh my parents built american muscle cars um like old hatchback mustangs my mom had like a monte carlo they had a couple other cars that i can't really remember the names of them but they like to restore them and like drag racing street racing things like that but at that time as a kid i didn't really appreciate cars the way they did because that's just like something your parents do you know like like oh my dad watches football or my dad goes golfing like oh yeah my parents build cars but it's whatever and like i would kind of help them like they didn't live together but this is like separate times in my life that i helped out with them and i was just kind of like always around it but i never really like had a dream car at that time and i think as i got older i kind of was like oh i really like japan and anime i wonder what kind of cars like they have and that's when i found about the s15s and i was like i love this car it's beautiful and s chassis have so many aero options and just the way people design them it was just so artistic to me i was like i want to see what i can make out of these myself because like a lot of people say a car is a reflection of you and <clears throat> i wanted to like see all like the different ways i could design one that was a long-winded speech. Woo! Good read. Um, and your cards say that you are classy as fuck. Aw, thanks. <laughs> um, so you said you were, like, super into drawing. So I'm curious, do you draw all, like, the artwork for your brand? So for my brand, that's actually more vectored off of photos. So I don't draw any of that. I actually hire a guy that's in Russia to make those. Like, I like to draw, like, anime people and like flowers and things like that so i don't really vector cars but i would love to learn did you find that like the japanese 7-eleven like you could eat lunch there every day because i feel like i could literally survive solely off of the 7-eleven food so no lie in okinawa we don't have 7-elevens ah. at least i was there we have family marts and lawson's but I very much ate food there all the time. Because you can get, like, the little bento boxes with the rice and the chicken or steak and the veggies. Or they had, like, the sushi. Like, God, I loved it. Um, the tuna onigiri. Oh, God. I swear, I spent an entire month eating just, like, the straight-up salted rice triangles. Just yes. the salted rice. Nothing inside. Mm. It was but so good. good. I think they soak them in, like, a vinegar, too. That's why they just taste so, like, wow. Ooh, you had me a vinegar. That sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so have you heard of Jersey Mike's? <laughs> no, I, I actually think, haven't. I think we have a Jersey Mike's now in New Hampshire, actually. They have, like, their tuna subs. They soak it in, like, this red wine vinegar, and it reminds me of those in Japan, and I, I freak out. Oh, don't say that. I'm going to have to check out that whole chain now. <laughs> I, seriously, though, I, I really feel like the food in Japan is, like, top tier compared to American food. Like, I remember coming back after a month in Japan, and I was just like, I don't want to eat anything here. Nothing's good. On my life. I remember trying seafood here in Ohio like after coming from Japan because I got stationed here at Wright Patterson afterwards. Sadly, it's funny because I had a look on the map. I was like, what the hell? Ohio? Is it like Canada or something? Ohio? 
So, uh, yeah, I shortly found out that this place is in the middle of nowhere, and we're not near water, so all the fish that's brought in here is, like, frozen, and it's, like, mushy. Like, it was, like, thawed out 600 times, and I was just like, <laughs> have, you been able, have you found, like, a good sushi place yet, or is that non-existent there? She <laughs> No. <laughs> you have to, like, really lower your standards and just, just go for it, like, <laughs> For the sushi. <laughs> so I, I go out of state a lot to um, like I just got back from Florida or I also go down to Seattle and LA a lot so I like try to fill up on as much sushi as I can there and then I come back here and suffer <laughs> I feel like we have some decent sushi up here um, like in the Boston area um, but it's definitely nothing like Japan. I just feel like everything everything there was so fresh. Like, I tell people all the time, like, everything's so clean. Like, the streets are clean. Like, not like you're walking around New York City and there's trash everywhere. Like, it's just a whole different experience. I think it's, like, how they treat the fish or just how, like, they prepare it. Maybe something they soak it in or just the fact that it's so fresh, but... I haven't had anything in America that compares to it, and it's really hard to explain because the texture is just, like, more fibrous. I don't know if that's the right word. I think all the sushi I've had in America is just very soggy and deflated, and, like, it's discolored. Like, it's almost gray, and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> or they use, like, a food coloring on it to give it, like, a better aesthetic look, but you're just like, I'm not fooled by your pink ginger and weird colored fish. That's because we got more plastic in our fish than everywhere else. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, that's gross. That's ruining it for me. I mean, that must be why I like it so much, you know? You like to eat plastic? <laughs> I know, I feel like I'm one of those people that chews on pen caps. I know that's really gross, but I've been doing it since a kid. I'm guilty of that. Oh, that's so perfect. So I have to ask Nikki. Um, I feel like everybody that lives in Ohio hates Ohio. Do you think that's true? Um, I feel like that's true, but I also have people that hate on me when I post Ohio memes. It's like very 50-50. Everyone is like, I hate it here, I want to leave. And everyone else is like, no, yeehaw, this is great. What do you mean? I have yeah, I had an old boss that used to live in uh, Ohio, and he, like, never had anything good to say about it. And that's why it was, like, funny, because I saw some of your statuses, and I'm like, holy shit, what's going on out there? So, like, honestly, aside from winter, it's not horrible. This is probably my favorite place I've ever been stationed, just because of work. Like, when I was in Japan, Japan was cool, but... My fucking work center, I hated them so much. Like, they treated us all so bad. Like, I wanted to get out of the military because they're just so rude. And there was no, like, teamwork or, like, care or anything. Like, everybody just hated their life there for some reason. And, like, in Ohio, it's the complete opposite. I feel like everyone I work with is, like, my family. And it really makes Ohio more enjoyable when you have people around you who care about you. But, like, during wintertime, I, I just hate everything. Like, I don't go outside, I don't go to the gym. I, I just kind of, like, die slowly on my couch. And I really want to leave Ohio just for that reason, because I don't think I can survive another winter here. They're so bad. I just want to go back by the water. <laughs> Taylor can relate to that. 
Yeah, no, Snow and I, I mean, yeah, we don't get along. I just see Taylor die every winter inside. <laughs> Unless you give me a snowboard, then, then no, I'm all set. I won't even touch a snowboard, no. No? My bones just ache, and I'm like, I feel like I'm going to throw up. <laughs> but, like, I also hear that people who, like, have lived here their whole life, their bodies are acclimated to it. So I'm from Florida, and then Portugal was an island, Japan was an island. I've just always been around, like, hot, humid places, like, 100 degrees. So coming here, like, I don't know, my body just aches during your time. I feel like I'm going to die. And I heard that, like, your body adjusts to that over a long time. So people that are from Ohio, the people, like, wearing shorts in the snow, they're like, this is nice. What do you mean? And I'm like, what? I don't know, dude. I've been yeah. around the snow my whole life, and I am not used to it yet. <laughs> Yeah, but we've got those people that are weird, and you'll see them, and it's snowing outside, and they've got, like, basketball shorts on. You're like, come on. <laughs> You're like, you know, that's, like, that's not, that's not comfortable. I mean, don't get me wrong, though. After winter, though, even when it's, like, I don't know, say you have, like, a 40-degree, degree like, spring day, that still feels really warm, I guess. You just pop on the shorts. <laughs> Get a quick tan. Maybe we're all just anemic. Yeah, I don't know. It it does get pretty freaking cold in New Hampshire, though. I will attest to that. I remember waking up for work, and it's like two, four degrees outside. I'm like, yeah, that explains it. <laughs> I, would die. I think I would. I think I would like to live like an island life as long as it wasn't super humid. Like you said, you're from Florida. I feel like Florida is extremely humid. I feel like it depends where you're at because it's very breezy. So even if it's like humid, sometimes you just have so much ocean wind. I think that's a thing, but it just always feels cooler than it actually is. Like the air is never really stagnant. Yeah, I don't know if I could do handle that. Yeah, I went to Disney World and it was humid as shit. So that's my only impression of Florida. <laughs> it's just, I have no other. I've never had to do anything else in Florida besides Disney World. And it was sticky. Did you go to Orlando by chance? Or I did. I did. It was um, expensive and sticky. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know, but like I did go to Tennessee and like that humidity, like I went with them. For one of their events and um she was there yeah that was oh yeah oh my god that's where i met you i'm a dumb dumb uh, hair and everything i know oh my goodness freaking um i was dying i was dying that i was not built for that i was taking two showers the you know, the days we were going down there. <laughs> one in the morning and then one before we went out to eat because I didn't want to be a disgusting animal. Aww. I can't. My skin's not built for that. Yeah, do you have any plans for, like, the rest of the year? Like, stuff you want to do either to your cars or, like, shows you want to go to? So, I definitely want to get the blue car back on the road and I have this black S14 Koki now, too. And then I'm still not even finished with the pink car. I still have to do the Z32 conversion on that, and those wheels are off the blue car, so I'm still waiting on my wheels. Uh, I should be having... Oh, sorry, I don't know how to word this. So the wheels that I want to put on the P car are 
the bronze TE thirty seven Mark II Vs or V Mark Twos, sorry. They're like the deep dish version of the TE thirty sevens. I just think those are so nice and it's all one color, so I feel like the wheels that I have on now, sure they look nice, but I also feel like they're too dark for the pink and it just kinda like clashes. You know how people have black wheels on their cars and you're like, ugh, no detail. So I just feel like they're too dark for such a bright color, but it makes more sense on my gray-blue car because it kind of like blends it all together. So I definitely want to do the wheels. Um, I need to get new coilovers because those are the ones I ordered it on and they're really old, crusty, like just not great. And I want to put PBMs on it. I was spacing out, sorry. I was just trying to think of all the stuff that I want to do to the cars, and I was like, ah, oh, the list goes on! <laughs> so, do you have any plans to make any of the cars uh, a drift car? So, I do want to get back into drifting, but I don't think, like, where I'm at right now is a super great area. Um, I don't like Kill Care because it's commonly nicknamed Kill Car, because a lot of cars crash into the wall there, and I'm not, like, super excited about driving a circle track so Kilcare was originally a NASCAR track according to the locals and so it was basically like a fishbowl and they would just do like circle laps but at some point they decided to like add the little lines in the middle and it's just like a couple of good turns and then like the wide wall it's nice but I also feel like it's a really dangerous track and I would hate to run my car into the wall honestly because they're kind of expensive Unless I had like another beater car, but I would probably feel better driving at like mid-pond, I think. I'm not exactly sure where that's at, but I've seen a lot of pictures of it. And it just looks like an open, pretty area that you can drift at. And I would love to go there, or even that place where we're at in Tennessee. You just had a bunch of people Oh, I also kind of feel like I'm dumb, and I would miss a couple cones. Or like I would go the wrong way, and be like, I think it was this way. It's, it's nicer to have a, a scaled out track that's paved instead of just like cones on an open lot. Dude, like, cones can be a disaster sometimes. It's yeah. really hard to know where you're going. So, US Air, I think, is another good track. Like, a lot of these go kart tracks are actually um, dual hatted to be drift tracks, too. And I, I don't know if Mid Pond is a go kart track, but. I know US Air is, and those tracks are like tracks I would want to drive on. But Kill Care is just like everybody I know has wrecked their car there. Like bad. And if you hit that wall, that's immediate like frame damage. And I just don't want to risk doing that to my car. And because like so the whole track on Kill Care is like I said, like a fishbowl. So like you you go like at an angle upwards. I'm like using my hand like you can see me, but uh, I don't I don't know how to explain it. It's just like your car gets pulled towards the wall because the road is slanted up towards the wall. Like it's not flat pavement at all. And I don't know, I'm just like really grossed out about that whole track. Like I wanted to go there when I first moved here, but after watching a couple of my friends go there and wreck their cars, like even experienced drivers, I'm just like, I don't think this one is for me. But I do definitely want to get back into like track drifting. I've done a lot of street drifting because in Okinawa we don't have drift tracks. We did have like a couple of open lots that people did like RCCAs at, but the government shut them all down and uh, he put solar panels there. 
because basically they wanted to look good to mainland Japan. So they just started doing like all those, like, I don't know what to call it, economically friendly things. So they got rid of all like street drifting, all of like the tracks, anything that anyone could do with their cars, they made into solar panels or they coned it off. So we didn't yeah. have tracks That's up. That's kind of sad. But I know right before I left, they started making like this dirt track. I just remember seeing like red dirt everywhere. They were starting to like pave something out where people could go drifting. But I don't think I was there by the time that was finished. But I saw some of my friends post stuff afterwards. Later. So that's really cool. So they have a place to go now. But for us, I think like learning to drift and just wanting to drive. We did a lot of toge. And we had um, fishing ports, I guess you call them. Just like these wide open docks. But even if we go there in the mountains to drift, like the cops would obviously come and run us off. They're really polite about it. They'll just kind of like, hey, everybody leave. And we would all go up to Family Mart and hang out for like an hour or two and go back. Um, but I would like to definitely experience like track drifting while I'm here. It just hasn't been like my um, schedule yet. Because as soon as I got the car, I immediately started like the bodywork and paint on it. And I wanted to enjoy the paint while it was fresh. So that's why I've been doing these car shows. But now that it's like a little worse and I have some cracks and aero damage, I'll definitely track it. Just I don't want to track it at Kill Care. No, I don't blame you. I, I think it would make sense to even get like a missile car, I guess, if you want to call it. Because your cars are just really, I feel like they're really nice. <laughs> And what's sad is, like, with the S-Chassis community right now, a missile car is, like, 8K for some clapped-out 240. You're like, oh, wow, drift tax. But Yeah, it's a little noxious. It's like rolling shell, no rust on rockers. Come get it. 8K, best offer. I mean, I'm, like, second-guess selling mine because I'm like, damn, I could get get a decent amount for this right now. (laughs) Honestly, yeah. I saw somebody sell, like, a clapped-out 240 hatch for 9k, and I was like, I'm gonna throw up. (laughs) But the prices are ridiculous right now. I should have gotten one sooner, but I was so into, like, flipping cars at that time so I could finish, like, the bigger projects that I didn't keep any of them. And I should have kept that multicolored S14 that I had. That would have been a perfect drift car. I was gonna say, do you kick yourself now for selling them for what you did when... You could probably be selling every one of them for, like, 20k plus right now. I I don't, because I got rid of that one for 7k, and then I bought that green stock one, the Nivan Sylvia. That was really cheap at the time. Now you try to import one, it's, like, triple that. But I ended up selling that one for 13k. No, no, I'm sorry, it was 16? 16k, yeah. So... I don't regret that because that um, helped me pay off some bills and like I bought a house so that was cool and um, then I got the black car oh, I got a black car before that and that's not a pink car there's so many cars going in and on my life it's kind of hard to remember all of them but I don't regret selling them for that much because I think that was fair at the time and I don't see myself really holding on to them because I didn't have a lot of space at the time but it yeah. would be nice if they were still affordable to have, like, a, a little track car. Thank you so, so much.
Hey guys, I want to take a minute to introduce you to our podcast sponsor, Swivel Mount. Swivel Mount is a camera mount that swivels. It's made specifically for drifting. Why waste time bothering track workers to set up your GoPro mount? You can have one you don't have to worry about. You can place it on or off any car in seconds, making it easy to get great footage. Swivel Mount uses magnets to stay on your vehicle. Your GoPro won't fall off into the guy or girl tandeming behind you. I know for me, personally, I like seeing how I progress over the events. Getting a chance to see the Swivel Mount footage is a way to study all of my runs. Swivel Mount helps capture sick footage, and you can get a custom colored flag to match your whole aesthetic. Go to www.theswivelmount.com and use code DK10 to get 10% off anything on their website. My Whitmore Weekly Wisdom this week is to just work with what you got and go for it. Mm, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 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 Um, I'm going to loop that over. <laughs> yep. 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 Mm, yep. Mm, yep. Mm, yep. Mm, yep. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to make it my ringtone for just when you call. Mm. <laughs> that was nice. I liked See it. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. See you Tuesday. Next four minutes. Thank you guys again for tuning in and listening to us ramble. Definitely check out the next episode. Appreciate all your support. Don't forget to follow Drift Kitchen on Instagram and to check out their big cartel site and pick up some merch. Thanks again, guys.